Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today is a fun twist on social media. Um, I'm going to be talking to a, well, this I'm not going to be currently talking to. You're going to be listening to a talk that I did for uh, ICPA Dallas um, Parker. Um, I think I said those words in the wrong order. Dallas Parker ICPA Club of Dallas. That makes more sense um, on social media, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But for, in a second, but first, I have exciting news. Okay, are you listening? Well, actually, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not really that exciting. It's exciting for me. Do you ever notice? This is actually kind of a pet peeve of mine. Now that I will go on this tangent. Um, that like a lot of people, when they say they have exciting news, especially like on their social media, um, it's really not that exciting, like exciting news. We're opening Saturday. Like, yeah, I mean, I was hoping that like exciting news, everybody's getting a puppy. Like, I don't, I don't know. I really think we've, we kind of overuse this whole exciting news and think that people, uh, care about exciting stuff that's happening in our life a lot a lot more I'm kind of getting catfished with the exciting news and I'm over it. So, um, I also don't like the, like, mm, when we drag it out. Okay. Not like I'm doing now. Like this isn't, that does, this doesn't count. Um, cause I am going to come back to my now air quotes, not that exciting news. Um, but when people are like this Friday, we're announcing something exciting. Oh, for fuck's sake, you really, if you're going to like tell me that you're not going to announce something until the future, it better actually be that you're giving me a puppy or something actually exciting. Not that like you're launching a course or starting a podcast or opening up hours or you're bringing on a new doctor. Like, yeah, they're all exciting things, but like not that exciting that you would delay just telling me right now, like, Hey, I have good news, maybe good news. I don't know. You're going to watch like with this week, my social media is going to like totally contradict everything I said here because they don't listen to me because they get enough of me. Uh, so they won't know that this is actually a weird tangent thing that mildly disturbs me. Um, oh, it, also before we get to my mildly unexciting semi good news, um, 
So I feel like you get catfish. And then it made me think about, I got catfished a little bit. I think I'm actually using that term wrong, if I'm honest. Uh, so I had, uh, I've been like looking at the idea of human design, like people bringing up manifesting generators. It, I don't know. It's come up a couple times. I'm not abandoning the Enneagram. Don't you worry. Um, and that's probably why I'm a little hesitant to even like go down the human design road of like, it's not going to be as good as the Enneagram. Uh, so I was looking because I have a thing coming up next spring that I might bring on someone to talk to our group about human design. And so I was looking for someone out of Minneapolis. So I was on this chick's Instagram bio page. Okay. And I'm looking at her stuff and she seems like mildly interesting, mildly exciting. Uh, she didn't do any, like I have exciting news coming next week or anything like that. But for whatever reason I get distracted, I don't think I followed her. No, I didn't click follow, but I was on her bio for like a minute. So days later, I get a message from her. And this is how I know I didn't follow her because it was so weird that I went and looked and I was like, no, we're not because her thing said follow back. So she started following me. And then she said like, Hey, beloved, like your energy called to me. I want like, did you want a reading or something like that? Like it was truly like, Hey, beloved, your energy called to me. And then like, she offered, I don't know, some kind of like thing. And I was like, yeah, that's so weird. I like got, cause I'm getting hooked in here of like, my energy did to call to her because I was on her bio page, but I didn't like her page. But then she liked me and we all know it's just Instagram. But anyway, so I'm like, yeah. So then she asked another follow-up question and she's like, do you want it on business, career, finance, or relationships? And I'm like, career, totally, for sure, that one. Um, and then she's like, great. Would you like text, virtual, or email or something like that. Like she gave me like three options. And then I was like, oh snap, this isn't free. This isn't her doing something nice out of the goodness of her heart because my Instagram energy called to her. She just like totally cold pitched me without me even knowing. And so I was like, is there a price difference between the three? And she's like, yep, text is 50, email is this, and virtual is 150. And I was like, Wow, that was smooth. That was smooth. I'm just going to walk around the grocery store and be like, sir, your gate called to me. Beloved, can I adjust you? And then being like, uh, sure. And I'll be like, okay, would you like to do it on the floor of the grocery store in my car or at my office? Um, and then when they say like, we're probably at your office, I'll be like, great, that will be $1,500 and you need to come back 38 more times. Um, I'm going to try it. I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. I'll get back to you. Um, hmm. How do we get down here? Oh, my exciting news. <laughs> All right. Now that we have six and a half minutes of lead time, I am looking for an associate. Yay. Are you excited? Does it qualify as exciting news? Um, so here's the deal. We need another doc and I am open to new grad. I'm open to someone who's been associating. I'm open to someone who has started a practice and is like, mm, maybe not for me. 
Um, I would love for you to be very interested in pediatrics. Uh, I would love for you to have a stellar personality and um, think I'm funny. Or at least, even if you don't think I'm funny, like, haha, like, you don't want to roll your eyes when I talk. So that would be helpful. Um, if you need, we will do a signing bonus. We'll help you relocate. Uh, but yeah, we want, we want somebody, we are looking for another doc to add to our familia. See, exciting. So if you want more information, uh, send me an email. I don't know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me a pigeon, a bird carrier, bird carrier pigeon, um, to Rice Lake. Uh, Kirby, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I was going to have Kirby put my email below, but like, does that work? Does that still work? Kirby will put my email below. Now you're all going to have my email. Maybe he won't do that. We'll see. Look to the show notes to figure out how to contact me. I'm still a fan of the pigeon, the carrier pigeon. Um, but yeah, I am looking for my next rock star. So oh, actually, ugh, you don't need to be a rock star. That was really high expectations. Um, as a lot of you know, for the last couple of months, I have been posting associate things on my Instagram, like job postings. And I am realizing that I'm very opinionated about, um, how people describe what they're looking for. And can I just give you a word of advice? If you're looking for a doctor, I feel like using terms like rock star, hardworking, things like that, I don't know. I just don't like them as descriptive words anymore because I hear rock star and I think you want me to work my ass off for you. Like, mm, no thanks. So that's not what I meant by it. Hmm. I just want someone fun um, who likes to adjust kids. So anyways, see, totally exciting, right? Not. Unless you're looking for a job, then it's very exciting, but about a thousand of you are not. So today, let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's episode. I am speaking to Parker ICPA Club in Dallas, Texas. Um, and I love speaking to the clubs. One, because I asked for the recording to use later as content for my podcast, which is ever needing of content. Um, and two, it's a really great place to like schmooze and get associates. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, those are actually the first two. Three, probably what I should have led with. The, all right, rearrange everything I said. First and foremost, I love speaking to the clubs because I love giving back to the children of this profession. Two, I like um, scouring for an associate. And three, what was the first thing I said? Oh, extra content. Yeah, that's that's the order to put them in. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, another club that I love. If, so if you're a doc looking for associates, offering to speak at these clubs are really great. Um, I love the only clubs I really speak to are ICPA and then PX, Pediatric Experience. Tony Ebel um, somehow got clubs in schools, which is really cool. Um, and like very much on purpose with his brand and his mission of what he's doing. So very cool. Um, I, I'm so curious though, of like, are a lot of you, students, you're going to have to tell me because like I spill the tea, like are a lot of you in both clubs? Like, do you compete with each other over like who has the best speakers? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that when I get a student who is in the PX club, I know that they're all in on scanning. I know they're all in on seeing kids with needs, interpreting scans like so. Yes. So there we go. So I love speaking at the clubs. Um, it's funny, though, because there was a solid like two years where they would ask me to speak on social media. And I really like social media a lot, a lot. But I wanted to put a playful spin on the topic today when I spoke to him because the way I would talk to um, a doc who's been in practice for a while. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just did the grossest thing. Kirby's going to hate me for this intro. It's um, So I was looking down at my microphone and I noticed there was a little... <laughs> Ooh, it's fall in Wisconsin. There was this little black thing. And I'm like, what is that? So as I'm talking to you, um, I use my thumb to like push down on it, you know, and like lift it up so I can see it. It was a mouse turd. Oh, gosh, that was disgusting. What was I even talking about now? Hmm. Doesn't matter now. Oh, I was talking on the... <laughs> I was talking on. So I actually tell them like the 10 golden rules not to do on social media today. So it's a fun, playful spin that I haven't done before. And I think you'll like it. So before we pray, I'm going to do a listener shout out. This is to Jacqueline Hurley. And she sent me a DM. I'm going to paraphrase it because there might be some personal stuff in there that she doesn't. I don't know if she's. Uh, yeah, anyways, it says, I know that I am literal years behind, but I love your podcast Four O's, four V's, four E's, just in case anybody cares. She just finished episode 39 and 40 um, on student loan repayment, um, said that was super helpful. And then she said, I was a psychic. She said, I'm getting through your 2020 episodes. And it's almost like you predicted COVID and all the craziness that ensued, which this makes me want to go back and be like, what did I predict COVID? And then she finishes the review with saying, thank you for being a strong ass boss bitch. I get amped up every time I listen to you. So thank you, Jacqueline Hurley. That was your message uh, was long and drawn out. And I am here for it because you know, I love all the tangents and it made my Monday morning. Uh, if you are listening, if you're not caught up to episode 170, where are we at here? People 178, 179, we're somewhere in there. Um, if you wanted to go on Apple podcasts and make it official and write an official review, Gee golly, that would just make, make me feel real, real good. Cause that is how people find the podcast and it continues to grow. So without further ado, let's pray. Let's get our asses centered. Our hearts slowed down a bit, despite all the caffeine and our brain to just like bring it down a notch so we can, so we can learn, so we can do this together, so we can connect heart to heart. So I can be the conduit in the past for what you in the present needs. Uh, so whatever you are ready to receive, may today's message be that for you. Um, help. I want to help you to pick and choose what is resonating with you in your life at this moment 
again, let me be that conduit for that message of what like God needs to like help you to get you back on path or get you remotivated. Um, do what you need to do. I want you to know that I never take for granted this time with you. Thank you for supporting me and my ramblings and my tangents. I really feel after 170 episodes, I don't know. I don't know what episode number this is. 179? I think it's 179. Um, I really feel somehow that we're friends. And I love you. And thank you for listening. And take a breath together. Envision something that has happened to you today that you are so grateful for, even if it's just the pumpkin oat milk Chobani creamer that was in stock at your grocery store, or the way that the sun is flickering off the tree, whatever it is. Take a moment right now. Think of something. Take a breath. Calm your heart. I love you. Let's do this together. We're in this together. You know where to reach me if you need me. Here is my message to the youth of today on golden rules of social media. Okay, so uh, the name of this talk is technically, or like what was like told you, I told to you guys I was going to talk about is Social Media 101. And I've actually given a talk called Social Media 101. Um, I gave it about a year and a half ago to Christie's Wick. Christy Wick's coaching group called the Illuminated Squad. Now, the uh, group of women that I was presenting to are a lot different than chiropractic students. And so, you know, when you're looking at doing a 101 talk, I really have to base it on who am I presenting to. So if I am presenting to, I've given social media one on 101 talk twice to w, the WDC, the Women DC group, they have something called a re-entry class. And this is where chiropractors who've been out of the profession for a while, either from injury or um, they stopped practicing to have kids or they took a complete left turn and sold Norwex for a couple of years, whatever the reason, they are re-entering. And so social media 101 for them really does mean talking about like, okay, when I talk about social media, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. And like, I really talk about 101. Now, when I'm speaking to a bunch of students who like, I don't know, you guys are like 22 years old, which makes you born in year 2000 um, or around there, like, you have grown up with social media. Like it is social media 101 to you is a very different talk. And so a lot of what I decided I wanted to talk about today was almost around the idea of untraining you. Um, because I know you know social media probably in some ways better than I do. But what I do know is running a business. And so today isn't necessarily the social media 101 class in that sense of like, let me teach you how to do a reel. You know how to do a reel. You know how to do a TikTok. You don't need me to teach you that. But I want to merge what running a um, seven-figure business looks like. We have three clinics. We are in a really small town. 
like three very small towns. The largest town I'm in is 9,000 people. So I need to use social media in a very strategic way. I don't get to just go viral in Dallas and get 10 new patients on my schedule. Like I have had to really study what draws patients in my doors. Okay. Because for me, if I go viral on my social media, that doesn't often increase my bottom line. That's just the geography in which I'm in. I have talked to chiropractors who live in more urban areas and they're like, yeah, no, going viral actually does in like, does help us. We do get new patients from TikTok. We do get new patients here. And so like, that's great. And if you're planning on going and, um, practicing, opening up a practice in a very, very, very urban area, then some of the stuff I'm going to say today, you might need to put through a grain of salt. I think it's still going to be very relevant. So please, you know, don't check out like, oh no, I'm going to go in New York. It's, I can just go viral, like listen, but a lot of you, most of the country is not super urban. <laughs> most of the country, you know, if you're opening a brick and mortar there are certain things that I need to untrain you in um, or unteach you so you can use social media to do the thing that I want it to do for you, which is make you money, okay? So um, I kind of came up with these like 10 golden rules. Um, let's be honest, I have ADHD. So I just sat down and wrote down like, 20 different things and like combined them into 10. So like, these are like the top 10 I could think of uh, in 15 minutes. Um, so rule number one is slow and steady wins. It is not sexy to start your practices, social media and only have 65 followers. Um, but Let's talk about this example, okay? So let's say you are going to give a chiropractic presentation in real life, people, okay? Not on your phone. In real life at the library that's six blocks from your clinic. Now, let's say that there are 30 people who show up to that library and hear you talk, and they all live in town, and they, you really did a good job on your marketing. So you've niched their moms, they have children and they are hanging on every word you are saying. And when you are done, they cannot wait to sign up as new patients. That's fantastic, right? Now you have that opportunity that I'll give you, or I will give you an opportunity. Let's say that you um, are gonna practice in Columbus, Ohio. So in opportunity one, you get to speak to the Columbus, Ohio library. There's probably like 72 libraries in Columbus. Um, or opportunity two is you can go to Vegas and speak to a room of 1,000 moms, and they are from all across the country. Now, you can do whichever one. And now, granted, yes, this is one of the big debates that Tony Evil and I will like get into where it's like there's impact, but then there's also your bottom line. And I think having an impact on a global scale is fantastic, but where do you have time and energy? And if you're going, um, I'll take the Vegas opportunity, and I'm like, okay, cool. 
I'm going to take the, that library. That's like fish in a barrel getting people into my clinic. And I would take the smaller people, smaller group of people who really can actually do something. So I want you to remember that as you're signing, starting your social media in your area and you're like, ah, oh, gosh, my, my other account, you know, because you might be tempted. A lot of you have social, you know, a lot of you have social media. You all have social media accounts. And let's say that your personal Instagram or TikTok that you've had since you were a sophomore in high school or whatever, and you've got like 2,500 friends or something like that. And they're people that you've met at summer camp and yada, yada, and undergrad and high school friends and family friends and all that. And you might be tempted to just like change that and turn that into your brick and mortar clinic. I'm going to say, no, I wouldn't recommend that. I would say start with a new account that you are going to slowly build. There's lots of advantages to the slow build. I only touched on one of them. We're gonna get through multiple other ones tonight, um, but it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because it's like, mm, you're starting over and you're like, I don't, 50 followers, like bummer. But 50 quality followers is better than 2,000 non. Um, and I have more evidence coming. So, okay. So rule number two is define who your market is and, or who your audience is and who it is not. This is a big one when it comes to like looking at what is a quality follower. So one of the things I see all the time um, on Facebook is people will start their their page, maybe they're starting a nutrition counseling off-brand or their chiropractic page, and they invite every single friend that they have on Facebook that they've collected over the last however many years, and they invite every single friend to like their new business page because they want a lot of followers fast, and it's just easy to just invite all. So that Here's the big problem. Most of you, because this is a pediatric group, this is an ICPA group, um, you are looking to really stand out in your community as a pediatric focused chiropractor. Now that means that you want the algorithm of Facebook or Instagram or with TikTok, whichever social media platform, you want your algorithm to learn who your ideal audience is as fast as possible. Now, I've talked about this before. I'll say it again. Um, the algorithm is actually there to work for you, okay? Um, it wants people who your information is pertinent to to find your information because they want people to be on their platform as long as possible. So if they're showing your information to people who don't find it interesting, those people are going to get bored and, like, theoretically leave the platform. So they really do want to know who resonates with this information. Now, one of the best ways that you can help the algorithm figure that out is by only inviting your ideal audience to follow your page. So this means you're not inviting your aunt Kathy who lives on the other side of the country it means you're not inviting your Facebook or your high school friends 
unless you live in the same town you went to high school with, and so do they. You really want to make sure that when you are inviting people to like your social media, you are picking geographical people and your ideal audience. If that is a mom between the age of 20 and 40, then I'm sorry, I wouldn't recommend you ask your Uncle Bill to like the page. So when it comes to also with defining who your audience is and is not, there, there's really the like old example of naming that person. When you get on social media and you understand so much, chiropractic is so helpful for so many things, and you just really want new patients to start coming in, you can get overwhelmed with the topics that you're talking about and really knowing like, okay, my audience is a 28-year-old woman named Jessica. She is a stay-at-home mom, pregnant with her third kid. Her, she's got two kids, like, and really going in. And what kind of what kind of issues does Jessica deal with on a day-to-day basis? What kind of transitions are her kids going through? And really catering your content as if you are everyday marketing directly to Jessica. Like, and that is going to be such a great lens because one of the biggest things, and it doesn't matter whether you are an expert at social media, you know, whether you're 20 years old or 50 years old, one of the biggest things I see people struggle with is just being like having a little bit of ADHD in their content. They're all over the place and they're just like, because they haven't defined their, who their audience is, is like anybody with a spine or you're like, well, no, my audience is going to be moms. Okay. Let's do more moms in what area, like moms across the entire world. Is that what you want? Um, and if your answer is yes, I'm going to go like, oh, okay. You're going to spend a lot of time on social media and have a lot less time to build your practice. For me, um, I wanted real people getting on my table. So uh, rule number three is quantity, 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 quantity. Um, I follow a ton of social media managers. I think that's most, not most, but like it feels like some days that's most of who I follow. Um, And they will share their posting schedule. And a lot of times they're posting two or three times a day. There's something that will happen. Now you don't need to do that. Okay. Like if when you're a month out from practice, you're so busy meeting people and going to events and coming up with marketing ideas that you don't have time to post three times a day. Fantastic. More than likely, a lot of you will have time to post one to two times a day and will have that time as you open your doors too. Like, you know, even practices that start with a bang, they might have 30 patients their first week. That would be amazing. 50 patients their first week. You're still probably going to have some time in which you can post. So I'm not saying you have to post three times a day. Um, But 
I don't want you posting three times a week. Um, I think, here, hold on. Just a second, Dr. Lauren. I think um, there's somebody named MM. You're I just muted thought. her. Okay, she's muted, muted now. Yep. Um, so like the, the thing is, is don't take this and hear, okay, I have to post three times a day. What I'm saying is, is that if you have time, it's okay too. And this is one of the things that has changed in the last year. Like I remember a social media talk that I gave a year and a half ago where they were saying Facebook throttled you down if you posted more than twice a day. Like now Facebook still might, but Instagram still is like, yep, go ahead, post, post, post multiple times a day. Um, and what I don't want you to get stuck on is really struggling about quality. So rule number three is quantity, quantity, quantity. Putting it through the lens of what does Jessica want? What is Jessica, what is pertinent to her? And really making sure that you're catering it. Rule four is, okay, don't put out crap. Now, no offense to my uh, peers who are in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, or 60s who are learning social media. They... I might go down a, a rabbit hole of talking about ring lights and natural lighting. Okay, well, all of you probably have one of the newest iPhones, okay? You all probably have one of the best cameras that like will automatically filter and suggest like better lighting and do all these things. Um, and so when it comes to aesthetic, you know, like just even looking at the, your guys's social media page, there's a lot of Canva happening, right? Like you get it. I just hired um, a 20 year old for my front, for one of my front desk people. And they teach Canva in high school now. Like what is crazy? Um, I feel so old, uh, but like teaching you, I don't need to tell you, Hey, you really need to care about quality. I need to teach you to teach, care about quantity and like, yeah, your quality is probably going to be there, okay? I have looked at many, many a Cairo students' Instagrams, many. Um, that's actually a majority of who I follow. And you're doing great, okay? You're doing great. You're hitting those poses. You're getting the lighting. You're doing wonderful. You understand what a quality feed and photo looks like more than my generation and the generation before me because you grew up in this. You've been trained to view content through an aesthetically pleasing lens. And you know, also just beyond pictures, when it comes to quality and quantity, you know, it it takes a little bit. You might be comfortable posing in front of the camera or getting a photo of you adjusting and then writing up a three paragraph blurb about why kids get adjusted. Where you might get stuck is on video. Like if you haven't done a lot of face to camera video and talking, you might get stuck in this quantity quality loop where you're like, oh, shoot, I said um and lost my train of thought. One of the best solutions to that is going live. Um, if you find that it is taking you two hours to record a five minute educational video that you're gonna upload to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, um, then that's too long. 
that is just too long. You are spending way too much damn time on something that 10% of the people are going to see. Because that's kind of the general rule with numbers, um, reels and, and TikToks aside. When you're looking at Facebook and Instagram, if you post a video, 10% of your followers, if more than that, fantastic. Um, but like, yeah, don't be surprised. So you can't spend hours making this most professionally edited thing. It needs to be good. You need to come across authentic. You need to look at the camera. Like it needs to be good enough, okay? Uh, so rule number five is tag your fellow neighbor. And this is one of my favorite ways to grow in your geography. So in the beginning, you don't have a ton of money. It's just if you're starting your practice and you have a ton of money, I don't know how you did life so differently than I did. Um, but I remember walking around to the businesses around me and going in and buying the candle. <laughs> that was $18 and being like, oh my gosh. And like going into the antique shop and finding a little thing and buying a plant and buying the coffee and like, and going and buying things and interacting with the businesses and then creating a air quotes here billboard for them. So what I mean by that is once you have said item, and you know what, here, let's say, let's say it's not an item. Um, let's say you just get a photo of you outside the front door. Um, you're like, okay, listen, there are like 50 businesses around me. I can't buy something from everyone yet. You're right. Um, but like get that photo. And if you bought something, they're going to feel more guilty to share because the goal of what we're doing here is creating a billboard on your account and tagging them so they share you, okay? Like, I know this isn't like groundbreaking to you, but what I see so often is a lazy tag your neighbor, okay? So what I don't want you to do is just like, love the coffee at Roots Coffee. I, because, okay, so like Roots Coffee is gonna go, yeah, great, we'll share that to our social media. But if I, follow Roots Coffee. And I see on their stories, some chick saying, love the coffee. Am I curious? As a follower of Roots Coffee, am I curious to click on into the story and go, who's posted they just reshare? Now, if I post a photo that says, nothing gets me more focused on um, helping kids live their best life than Roots Coffee. In front of my beautiful office or like, you know, if my niece came to visit me, like a picture with my coffee and my niece on the table, like on the chiropractic table, right? Like that is really being creative and leveling up, you're tagging your neighbor. So a lot of you are probably like, yeah, I tag people all the time. What, it's not necessarily just about the business. It's think about the business's followers and what is going to entice them as they're just scrolling and they're going through Roots Coffee's Instagram 
to go, wait, who is this? What is this? And to try and get them over to your account and curious and going down the rabbit hole that is your page. Hi friends, I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talked to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well-Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Um, okay, rule six. This is like such a July 2022. What the hell is going on with hashtags? Uh, Instagram's founder is all about keywords. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Is they say, like straight from Instagram's mouth, hashtags are out. But... They're not really yet. I think they're phasing them out because they're still like, you can still click on a hashtag and it's going to show you every picture that's been posted with that. 
So I don't know. They claim that they are much more interested in keywords. And this makes sense because ugh, like three years ago now, um, Instagram slash Facebook really said that they are, they want to become viewed more as a search engine. Okay. They want to train people instead of going to Google to find a pediatric chiropractor, they want to train people to go to Instagram or Facebook to find a pediatric chiropractor. Now, so Google is big into SEO and keywords. Well, it just makes sense that if that's where Facebook and Instagram is going, that they're going to follow that same technology. So this means um, that you want to use a lot of, like be very strategic in what you are typing. Um, so this means, so like, let's go back to you are a pediatric chiro in Columbus, Ohio. Um, one of the number one things I see children in Columbus, Ohio needing for their health is blah. Like, right, you are incorporating key words into your, into your paragraphs, into your education, um, just like you would have with uh, hashtags, but now you just have to write with them. So just make sure that you are really being conscious when you're writing your content that you are using these key phrases, um, pediatric adjustments, pediatric chiropractic, um, colic, constipation, your geography, all of those things. Uh, so rule number seven is educate, entertain, educate, entertain, repeat. Um, I think that the, uh, okay, you all know that social media is very entertaining, right? All the accounts you follow are probably really entertaining. Um, and chiropractic isn't quite as like, sexy as some of the other things. Like I kind of lump us in with like pediatric dentistry. Like how many pediatric dentists are you following just because? Um, you're not, you're not following any because it's kind of like, ooh, it's not, um, you know, but like if we were chefs, oh my gosh, and are educating people on how to make a macaron and entertainment. Oh, for us, we have to deal with like, all right, this is educational, kind of entertaining. This is entertaining, kind of educational. And it's okay to have both. Um, one of, you know, like, I don't want you to have just a bunch of lip syncing reels. Okay, now reels are great, but I okay with you having some to get people in there, but like really making sure that once they get onto your platform, onto your page, that there is more for them to consume than just that, okay? They should be able to come over to your platform and really go down a rabbit hole of learning, not just being educated. Um, there is, a, oh, this isn't one of my rules, Okay, this is sub rule. Mm, I don't even know where to use it. Okay, you're just getting a bonus rule right now. Six point or seven point two. Um, I love labeling the photo and video whenever possible. So this isn't super pertinent on like, well, no, it is on Facebook. Um, but making sure 
that you know a lot of the way people consume content is by just looking at the feed and then randomly selecting what feels good. Now, alternately, what I would say is when you're posting a photo, kind of almost label what that photo is. So if the reel is on how chiropractic can help kids with colic, then, and let's say it's even a lip sync, okay? So let's say it's a lip sync. Instead of having the words of the lip sync, you're gonna take a photo and make a cover photo that has like how chiropractic helps with colic. So then when I come to your page, if I click, I see them and go, oh, my kid has colic. And I click on it. I might see some lip sync reel, but then I'm like, what? But then I know that in that content, that's where that information is. It really is telling someone, you know, if I'm pregnant, and I don't have a kid with colic, but I come over to your page. I'm going to be able to scan and look for things that are really helpful to me. There is um, one, uh, an account I just discovered and they're doing it so well, so well. They have two accounts. I don't know the people who run it, but it's Cairo underscore four underscore kids. And then they also have Cairo underscore four underscore moms. Um, both accounts on Instagram are doing an amazing job of labeling um, their content really well. So but yeah, just going back and forth, not all educational. You can have entertainment, but not all entertainment have educational. Okay, so rule number eight is include the call to action. This is missing in so many people's stuff. Um, when you are doing a entertaining reel or TikTok or, you know, um, make sure that at the very end you tell people where to go now this is going to decrease your chances of going viral i'm just going to tell you that right now i know it's why a lot of people don't do it um but a call to action is see below for more information click the link in bio for more information uh call our office to schedule a new patient check out our most recent video for more information like it is that telling them if you, if this information is pertinent to you and what you're going through in life, here's what to do next. Um, and that is good. That's what you want to do. Because if you don't include that call to action, even if it is super pertinent to them, a lot of times they're in the scrolling zombie mindset. And without being told what to do next, they will default to swiping and just consuming more instead of actually. And you got to kind of like hook them a little bit. And that's where like read below, go here, check out our video we just posted on this. So include call to actions like there's a gazillion of them, but I want you using them in in your post. A lot of times um, what. I've seen people suggest as well is it used to be putting the call to action at the end. Now um, you, they're saying like play around with putting the call to action at the very beginning. So if I do a lip syncing reel on constipation and below um, I want to do a three paragraph post on how chiropractic balances the nervous system increases vagal tone, yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, if you have a child who 
dealing with constipation, click the link in bio to schedule an appointment. Well, instead what they're saying is try moving that to the top. If you've got a kiddo dealing with constipation, click the link in bio to schedule an appointment and then go into the, the explanation. Play around with it. Like this is, social media is really meant to be fun. And I think that it's something that your generation does better than mine and the generation before me. Um, you have had it in your life when you weren't using it to market. So this is where I talk about like with you guys is like, I have to unteach you being like, hey, remember that this is a tool to grow your business, uh, not just a fun game to see who's the most popular. And I don't mean that like I'm an Enneagram three. I care more than almost everybody in the world about being the most popular. So it's, if anything, it's like a slate at me, not at you. Um, but like, you know, when I talk to someone in their thirties, forties, fifties about social media, I have to remind them like, Hey, this is fun. You're creating, you have a tool at your disposal that when I started in 2010, I would have, oh my gosh, like any business owner who started without social media is like, this is a game changer um, of what you can do. So rule number nine is pull over popularity. All right. So we're back to the whole, why would I want to grow slow and steady? I am going to give you some examples with numbers. So um, my She Slays the Day podcast Instagram. Um, we have uh, 6,200 or so followers, but who's counting, right? <laughs> um, and if I post a, and I have, that has been a slow, steady growth. Like that started week one with a hundred people and there is not a single day that I have gained more than like 50 or a hundred followers. Like there was a couple times where something did really well and I got a hundred, but like for the most part, it has been two to 10 followers at a time for the last three years. And no, it doesn't have to be always that. I just have a very specific niche of like pediatric kairos. And, um, but so for you, you know, like, so, oh, back to mine. So got a squirrel. So if I post a question on stories, um, I will get um, anywhere between 10 to 20% of my followers viewing that. 10 is a low percentage of followers. So a low story view is going to be 600 people see it. And I'm like, hmm, not many people. On average, 800 to 1,200 are going to see my story views. Now, I didn't have really much of a frame of reference. Um, if I post a question, it's not uncommon for me to get 20 responses to that question, right? So, okay, so let's say, oh gosh, bad at math. Let's say there's 800 views, um, 20 responses to that, not like scroll, like literally people having to type something back. Um, if I post a reel, I would say anywhere between 4,000 
plus are going to see that of my followers. So great, that doesn't really tell us much until we look at a couple numbers of accounts that went viral and grew really fast. I will take case in point, my own chiropractic clinic, Blue Hills Chiropractic. We had a real do 11 million views. Um, I did not know that one of the best things I could have done was deleted that reel um, as it was going viral. So to like stop, but we gained uh, 15,000 followers in the course of like seven days. If I post something like now currently over the last like year, that's decreased down to like 13,000. We lost like 2,000 of them um, because it's, that's a long story. Uh, but so now if I post something on my clinic, the clinic that has 13 point whatever thousand followers to their stories, 200, maybe 400 views um, because those people don't care about our content. They really like, is one of those things where they're not engaging. If I post a question, I am lucky to get one or two responses. Um, okay, so you're like, all right, well, maybe that's just yours. I'll tell you another account. I'm not going to say the name um, because they shared numbers with me and they were proud of them. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, they went viral. They went from like 3,000 followers to like 20,000 followers. And they have a great, great social media. Like, it's beautiful. I love it. And when they post to their stories, they'll get six, 700 views. Like when you look at likes, if you like started to go down and look, cause then I was curious of like, well, how many likes do they get? They're getting like a hundred likes, 150 likes on a photo and they have 20,000 followers. So this goes back to the initial example of like, would you rather take a library full of 30 moms or an auditorium full of a thousand in a different city? Pull over popularity means how engaged are the people who are following you to do what you ask them to do? Popularity might mean that you have thousands of followers. There's like this um, famous story about like a TikToker who couldn't sell a $6 shirt or something like that. Like she had tens of thousands of followers and couldn't sell a single, like she tried promoting this $6 shirt and couldn't sell a single one because nobody cared. Nobody cared about her opinion about anything. Like, um, so this just goes with like, it's okay. It is okay to go slow and steady and a year in if you have 300 people, but when you go, hey, we're hosting an event and 30 of those people sign up for the event, or you post a question like, what is everybody doing this weekend? And you get, you know, 10 out of your 200 people to actually engage. That's amazing. That is good. And I will take those analytics more than I will take 1% of my following seeing my stuff. So the final thing, um, Rule number 10 is to remember that your business lives in real life. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I have to like snap, wake you up and go, hey, there are like 
there are, you can sit here and spend an hour making this real, or you can go to the bookstore and talk to the person behind the counter about what book they're reading and ask them if they have any books on health and yada, yada, and talk to a real person and get them on. Like, do not forget that although social media is a fantastic tool, it is not the only tool to build your practice. And, you know, when I said like, yeah, you're going to have time to post two or three times a day, possibly, you should spend an hour at most. And then the rest of your time, not looking back, how's my reel performing? How's my TikTok performing? How many people have engaged with my poll? Like, get out there and be the face that goes with the face you want them to find. So I know it's really easy to hide behind a screen and you don't even realize that you're hiding behind a screen. It's just easier. And you're like, oh, but I posted a thing and 2000 people saw it, right? But how many of them converted? Like, and that's good. Yes, do that. But also get out and go talk to five people, go meet four people at your church, go meet real people. And then when you have a great social media and you go, oh, it was so nice meeting you. I'd love it if you followed my account. It's new. And I'm just trying, you know, like all this bashful, like I'm just trying to get like more local people. Oh, I'll follow yours here. I'll do it. Yeah. Like, and like get a real, real person on the line. So that is what I have. These are the 10 golden rules to untrain you um, from what you may uh, be using social media for. And I don't mean it to be negative, you know, but I think there's very few people. If you go on social media and talk about social media for growth, you're really just going to get a force fed a lot of like, post multiple times a day, go viral, do this, go viral, go viral. And the fact of the matter is, is we have brick and mortar businesses. And sometimes going viral is, is fine. It's fun, whatever. I'm not saying don't do it, but your goal shouldn't be to go viral. Your goal should be to connect with local people who can actually buy your services. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.